0: Come and worship at a pleasant place Come and be blessed before the Lord Come and worship at a pleasant place Come and be blessed before the Lord Bishop Gideon T.T.O. Fair Anointed by God to take the gospel to the marketplace. A pastor without walls. Bringing leaders from the world to the church. And developing leaders from the church to the world. And now, here is Bishop T.T. Fair with a pleasant word. Last week, I began a series I called the 7 D's of success. This are the expansion of the, of the seven D's of high definition New Year resolution. So we are now looking at the seven D's of success. Seven D's of success. And last week we looked at the first D. And that is dream, dream, dream. But we did not finish last week. Or well, Last week, I looked at the part one of the series. Or the first episode And the dream. I looked at the 12 characteristics of a true dream. The 12 characteristics of a true dream. Now, this week, I am looking at the 12 killers of dreams. The 12 killers of dreams. You can call them the dream assassins. The dream assassins. The 12 killers of dream. Can you all say that with me? And when I say the 12 killers of dream, I am referring to anything that can hinder your dream from coming to fruition. Anything that can stop your dream from manifesting. Anything that can prevent you From realizing your dreams. We all have dreams. We all have dreams. But only few people realize their dreams. Only few people realize their dreams. There are dream killers out there. That kill very promising dreams. But I wish above all things. That you prosper. And be in good health. As thy soul prospers, and therefore, I have chosen to share this with you the 12 killers of dream so that you can navigate your dreams through this turbulent world and realize those dreams. So quickly get your pens and your books ready and let's begin this journey: the journey of success, the journey of unraveling. The secrets of success. So, number one. The number one killer of dream is fear. Fear. The number one killer of dream is fear. Fear. Everybody say Fear. Fear is the number one killer of dream. Now, I want to share that with you. And allow God to use me to be a blessing to you. Fear. Joshua chapter 1 and the verse 6. Joshua chapter 1 and the verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore. To their forefathers. To give them. You can never enter into the promised land of your dream. If you are not strong and courageous. Success is not for the faint hearted. It is for the strong and courageous. A group of people have nurtured the dream of entering into the land flowing with milk and honey. And God has suddenly chosen one leader, a young military officer, to lead them to their dreams, to the fulfillment of their dreams. But God knew that one of the major killers of dream is fear. So God comes and provides A prescription. A prescription against fear. And God said, be strong and be courageous. Courage means the ability to confront your fears. Ladies and gentlemen, fear will always stand on the ways of your dream. No matter how Big your dream is, if you are not courageous to confront anything that threatens you and puts fear in you. If you are not courageous to confront that thing, that thing will stand on the way of your dreams. (laughs) I know many people listening to me today, you have a very good dream. But the courage to rise up and walk toward that dream is what you lack. You don't lack a dream. You have a dream. But what you lack is the courage. is the courage to wake that dream into reality. The seven types of fears. That can stand on the way of your dreams. The seven types of fears that can stand on the way of your dream. Fear A. Fear A is the fear of failure. The fear of failure. What about if I do this and I don't succeed? The fear of failure. What about if I do this and I don't succeed? B the fear of the past. Sometimes you have some stories in your past that anytime you want to move on into the future, it comes back to haunt you and tells you this thing you want to do. It will bring you on TV and the people you did this to will come after you. When I was a young pastor, I had a story in my past that I always tried to cover. It comes back to haunt me. Oh, you made a mistake in the past and you had a child. And so what? You've been in this church for so many years. Nobody knows that you have one child hidden somewhere in a forest in your village. And anytime a man comes your way and wants to marry you, you are scared because you know that if I accept this relationship, eventually my past will come back hunting me. When somebody is getting closer to knowing something at your past, you let go everything that you have fought for and everything that you have stood for. Don't allow your past, the mistakes in your past to intimidate you so that you let go that bright future that is ahead of you the third fear fear c is the fear of people's response the fear of people's response the fear of people's response your dream will make you make certain decisions and take certain steps The decisions that your dream will let you make might offend certain people. Might offend certain people. And sometimes the fear of the response of those people will prevent you from taking that bold decision to allow your dream to be realized. If you want to please everybody in life, In life, you will never make any effective decision. I'm a pastor. I'm an employer. I make hundreds of decisions every week. Routine ones, strategic ones, and emergency ones. Some of these decisions bring joy to the faces of people. Some bring tears to the faces of people. I look at both faces and I still make them. Some bring anger to the heart of some people. Some bring joy to the heart of some people. I don't only make the decisions that bring joy to the heart of people. I also make decisions that bring anger to the heart of people. But there's one thing I've learned. If the decision is good and it is is under the leadings of the Holy Ghost... It will not matter who is angry. It will not matter how you will respond. I will still make it. Because that is what winners do. Successful people do. Are you understanding me? People's reaction will intimidate you. But don't allow them to intimidate you. Fear. die. Is the fear of competition. The fear of competition. You are not the only person dreaming the dream you are dreaming. Others are also dreaming the same type of dreams. But the sky is too big for two beds to clash. Are you understanding me? So, God created... You for a place. And a place for everyone. Your dream has a place. And a place for everybody's dream. Just discover your dream. When you are running a race, everybody has his own track. Just run in your track. And focus. And just gather every. Energy and every strength you can gather and run in your own track. Are you understanding me? I preach the way I preach because I am not competing. I pastor the way I pastor because I am not competing. I am reverent to the affair. I can never be like anybody. I can never copy anybody. I can never have what somebody else has. Listen, my thumbprint is unique. My tongue print is unique. My dentition is unique. Nobody has the same face I have. And nobody has the same personality I have. My children may look like me, but they are not me. Oh my God. It is when you don't know who you are that you fear competition. The fear of evil. The next fear is what we call the fear of evil. I don't know. I might die soon. When I sleep, I see things. You know, when I sleep, I see the blood of Jesus. When I sleep, I see the cross of Jesus standing triumphantly on the hill at Gogota. When I sleep, I see the forces behind the throne of God and the forces behind the name Jesus behind me. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, because thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. The rod and the staff of God will always be around you. (laughs) The rod and the staff do not only punish the sheep, but also protect the sheep. I am so protected that I don't fear evil. we wrestle against flesh and blood. Yes, I agree. Against principalities and powers, I agree. We are wrestling with them. But guess what? We overcame them by the blood of the Lamb. If you allow evil, the presence of evil spirits to intimidate you, you will never do anything. Then the fear of the future will stand on the way of your dream. Sometimes you sit there and say, I don't even know what is in in this life for me. I don't even know, will I ever amount to anything? You fear the future. And you allow the fear of the future to let you close your eyes so that you don't don't focus in the future and see what is in the future for you, for you to walk towards that thing which is in the future for you. Your future is always brighter than your present. And if you look straight into that future, you will see that light at the end of the tunnel. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Hmm. My God. I want you to rise up from here today. and Move out there into the world. And be so strong and be so courageous and decide to fulfill your dreams. Decide to confront that thing that is intimidating you. Goliath intimidated the people of God for 40 days until David emerged. While everybody was running away from, somebody confronted it. The rising of David was as a result of his courage to confront what everybody is running away from. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the ability to confront your fears. So we all have things we fear. We all have things we fear. But you not being able to confront what you fear will be your downfall. Judges chapter 7 from verse 1 to 3. Judges 7 from verse 1 to 3. Reading from the NIV. Early in the morning, Jerubba, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harod. The camp of Midian was not of them in the valley near the hill of Mora. The Lord said to Gideon, Judges chapter 3 from verse 1 to 3. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian. Into your hands, in order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her, announce now to the people anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. God has just chosen Gideon to use Gideon as a judge to to redeem, to deliver the Israelites from the hands of the Midian. But now God gives a condition. The 32,000 men you have, announce to them if any of them is afraid, let them go back home. Because afraid men don't go to town with their dreams, they stay at home. Cowards. Do not go to town with them. God has not even tried people who fear. God said, tell everybody who is afraid to go home. God will never hand over any destiny into the hands of anybody who is scared and afraid to take the world on. Take the world on. Take your situation on and carry your dream through and you will succeed. You will succeed. David tried it and he succeeded. When everybody was running away from Goliath, he did not run. He did not run. Haven't you ever seen somebody walking towards a particular direction? Towards a dream. I'm going to Coca-Cola runabout on the Sprinter's Road here to, to, to buy something there that I've saved for, for one year for, and my dream is almost about to be realized. And whilst I am going there, everybody is running towards my direction and, and without asking what is happening, they say something is coming. I joined them in running, in running, only for me to realize that the people who were running were armed robbers being pursued by the police. <laughs> everybody running away from a fear has a reason for which that thing is chasing that person. So don't say that because everybody is afraid, I should also join the link. Of cowards. Number two, the second killer of a dream. The second killer of of a true dream. A winning dream. An achievable dream. The second killer is what I call flirtations. 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 There are two types of dreamers here that never ever realize their dream. Number one are the people I call the prostitute dreamers. The prostitute dreamers. These are people that love more than one dream and fall in love with different, different dreams and cannot stick to that dream. Your dream needs a wholehearted devotion. (laughs) Paul said, this one thing I do, at some point you must love and love only one person. To be able to make, to bring meaning into that relationship. That's how also happens with dreams. At every point in your life, one dream must engage your heart. And you must love that dream and, and celebrate that dream and get ready to die for that dream. And love that dream unconditionally. Are <laughs> you understanding what I'm talking about? But if you love so many dreams at the same time, So many dreams at the same time, you are not able to channel your energies and your, your, your resources into promoting that particular dream. And that's why Paul said, this one thing I do. This one thing I do. This one thing I do. Are you understanding me? And then we have grasshopper, grasshopper dreamer. The grasshopper dreamer. Everybody's dream excites you. So you have your dream, but you come to church, you hear somebody's dream, you jump from your dream to that person's dream. They hear that person's dream, you jump from that person's dream. You are not convicted that this is the dream I must pursue. You are following the crowd, not a conviction, not your conviction, not your conviction. And if you follow the crowd, and you don't follow your conviction, you will never amount to anything. If you take the path that your predecessors took, your destination and their destination will not be different. You all arrive at the same destination. Your dream will not always let you follow the crowd. It might even take you away from the crowd and will take you not through the path already cut, but through the forest. You must hold on to that dream. Go through that forest. The third killer of a dream is frivolity. Frivolity. When you say somebody is frivolous, it means that the person lacks purpose in life. And the person, therefore, is not so serious about life. If you lack purpose in life, you are not serious about life, you will never amount to anything. Your dream, your attitude will kill that dream. You've got to have a purpose. You've got to know where you are going. You need to have your your life's roadmap, and know that this is the path I have chosen and I am focused on this path and I'm moving to this direction and that is what I want to do and this is what I want to do. If you don't have that attitude, you will kill your dream. Listen. Life is supposed to be fun but life is not a joke. Jokers don't succeed in life. Jokers don't succeed in life. Things that you are supposed to take serious, you play with them. (laughs) Hey, I will do it, I will do it. No problem, no problem. (laughs) You are a joker. Amen? Frivolity. The lack of seriousness in life. The lack of focus in life. The lack of purpose in life. And having no goal in life. If we do everything in general, you will achieve nothing in particular. Frivolous people do everything in general and they achieve nothing in particular. Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9, the verse 24 to the verse 26. Romans chapter 9 from the verse 24 to the verse 26. Do you not know that in a race, do you not know that in a race all runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in a game goes into street training. Therefore, I do not run. There's no 25. Eh? I do not run like a man running aimlessly, I do not fight like a man beating the air. This is your senior brother Paul. He said, I'm a man of purpose. If life is a race, I'm not running it aimlessly. If it's a war, I'm not fighting it, aimlessly. I'm not beating the air. Put somebody in a ring to fight. Clay's or something, you know, they are the heavyweight guys now. You know, put them with me in the ring. And I, I haven't fought in my life because the last time I tried when I was in primary school, I lost miserably. So I decided not to fight again. But yet, you put me and any of the heavyweight boxers in the ring and let them decide to be the heir and let me be punching them. By the time we finish, I would have won because I'll gather more points based on the punches. When you be the heir, you don't get marks for it. Most of us are in life beating the air. Because we have, we have no focus. We are not hitting on something. No boxers will look at your face. That's what they want to hit. That's the target. If you cover your face, you are not getting them to hit. They develop strategy: They hit your stomach. You bring your hands down, they hit your face. Be like a boxer in life and know that I must gather points. And, and so if I want points, I must hit the target. And I must hit the target. I must hit the target. If you don't have a target to hit... You have no points in life. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? I am not waiting for something suddenly to happen to me. I am happening to things. Are you understanding me? I have my targets to hit by the end of the month. Hmm. The fourth killer of a dream. Friendship. Friendship. The fourth killer of a dream is friendship. Proverbs 12 and the verse 26. I love this. A righteous man is cautious in friendship. A righteous man is cautious in friendship. A righteous man is cautious in friendship. When you meet people who make friends unnecessarily without being cautious, it means that that person has a secret. (laughs) <laughs> when you see a man who everybody is his friend, drunkards are his friends, we smokers are his friends, drug addicts are his friends, and robbers are his friends, and then when you tell him, What the fuck? show me your friend, I'll show you, no, no, I'm not like them, I'm not like them, no. You are like them. If you are not even doing it now, you have the potential of doing it. That's why you are with them, and amongst them, and eat with them. But the righteous is cautious in friendship. You know why the righteous is cautious in friendship? Because the righteous knows that your friends can either make you or unmake you. (laughs) The kind of people you associate with will either make you or unmake you. So you should be cautious in friendship. I want to propose something to you. There are two people... You should never make them your friends if you want to realize your dreams. Number one, the person who talks too much, a talkative. Proverbs 20 and the verse 19. I'm telling you, a talkative. Proverbs 20 and the verse 19. A gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid the man who talks too much. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. A gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid the man who talks too much. I did not write this. Avoid the man who talks too much. Because the man who talks too much is a gossip. He can never keep confidentiality. He can never keep secrets. In other words, if people come, discuss other people with you, and the one hour you spend with a person, The person speaks 50,000 words per minute about people. The person's mouth is like we used to call it typewriter. Now you use the computer, but let me still use the old one. The person's mouth is like a typewriter. Have we heard pastor? Have we heard Mom Olivia? instead of doing with your mouth, speaking tongue, shaka, mambateka, ba, then you know you're a good person. So avoid the person who talks too much. <laughs> the next person you should avoid if you want your dream to survive is a hot-tempered person. Proverbs 22 and the verse 24. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with the one easily angered. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. nor associate with the one who is easily angered. <clears throat> you have a friend who fights you every day. The least thing you are fighting. Avoid that person. You don't know when that person will go crazy. So, sometimes you have some friends who go like, If my madness come, eh? If my madness come, eh? In chi, se mi bodam ne ba. The guns will say, ke, ke And somebody is telling you that if se mi ne ba, and the person is still your friend. Especially those of you who are caught in with men who just easily get angry and beat you, and beat you rough, rough. There are women here in this church right now. If I see your knee right now, you see, it's like hoof of horses. Not because you kneel down in prayer, you kneel down begging. Every day you are begging this man because he is an easily angered man. He cannot even be your friend to the extent of he becoming your spouse. An easily angered man, an easily angered woman. Don't marry that person. Those of you already married to easily angered people, you only have to pray and fast for them. Hmm. Number five, the fifth killer. The fifth killer of, of dreams is craziness. Fraziness. Wild living. Lover of pleasure. Wild living. Wild living. You love pleasure. You love oh, wild living. Clubbing. Clubbing here and there. Bitching here and there. There's no nightclub. You don't know where it is. Your attitude will kill your dream. Drunkenness. Sexual immorality. sniffing cocaine to get high because you always want to be excited. Hmm. Let me show you the story of a young man who killed his dream as a result of frenziness. Luke 15 verse 11 to 16. Luke 15 verse 11 to 16. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my, my share of the estate.' So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a far distant country, and they squandered his wealth in wild living. Squandered his wealth in wild living. It's called frenziness. Wild living. Clubbing, discothecking, beaching, partying, drinking, S- sleeping with prostitutes. It is only a madman. Who takes money from the house when he has, a, he has wife and children, puts the money in his pocket and says, I'm, honey, I'm coming and begins to call his friends. Let's meet here. Let's meet here. When your children are still young, when that money can buy an insurance policy that will safeguard the university education of that child, you go with friends who will abandon you one day and sit down in a beer bar or at a discotheque and eat and drink And laugh your head off and end up fighting and breaking bottles and breaking people's head with those bottles. Hmm. Let God have mercy on you. Wild living, he spent all his money on wild living. I hear this from verse 14. After he had spent everything, there was a farming, there was a farming in that whole country and it began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pot that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Today you are feeding people's pigs when people should be washing your cars. Because you squandered your wealth in wild living. Boys who should be serving you now. Even when you call them, you don't pick their phones because they come to borrow money. Because they know that you, when you had money, you were a crazy master. Wild living. Wild living. Wild living. It will kill your dream. It is called frenziness. Frenziness. What are you looking for in life? What can you stick to your wife and your children? And be happy. And be happy. I can't wait leaving the office. And driving home. I'm so excited. Running to the arms of my wife. And having my children around me. Is the most. Pleasurable thing. In my life. What I enjoy doing. Is not to sit down out there. With friends. And talk. Things that are still contribute. To our purpose in life. Listen. If you don't love going home. It is a warning sign. I'm telling you. Listen, the Bible says that my son listening to my words of insight for it shall give you life. I am sharing words of insight with you. If you take it, it will give you life. Number six, foolishness. Foolishness will kill your dream. Jeremiah 5 and the verse 21. Hear this, you foolish and senseless people. I didn't say it, it's in the Bible. Hear this, you foolish and senseless people who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. A fool is someone who has eyes but cannot see and has ears but cannot hear. That's the definition of a fool by Jeremiah. And I agree with him. You have eyes, you see, everybody is telling you that the attitude you have put up will lead you to trouble. Everybody is seeing where you are walking to. You are walking, you yourself, leading yourself to the slaughter. And yet you are the only person who don't see it when everybody can see it. That is foolishness. Foolishness. That the prodigal son. When you go these things and let hold and sold it and went up to a far country, everybody knew that he was going to kill himself. He was going to kill himself. Because he had not created wealth before. His father created it and he took it. But he was the only one who did not see. When he was having all those wild living, because he was a fool, he did not see. What has happened to you today? The problem you are going through today, you did not see it coming. But it has come. Others saw it. You did not see it. Because you were fooling. (laughs) Jeremiah says, Jeremiah says, they have ears, but do not hear. A fool is someone that when you advise, will never listen. People who cannot see danger, cannot sense danger, and who cannot be advised, their folly will kill them and kill their dreams. Be careful. Number seven, finance, 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 finance. Ecclesiastes ten and the verse nineteen: A feast is made for laughter, And wine makes life merry, but money is the answer for everything. You know, I can see some of you are sweating. Because um, the lights are more powerful and we are sweating. So it means that we have to get more air conditioning. So, this one, this sweating you are going through, prayer cannot answer it. Money can answer it. Your dream has a lot of questions it poses to you. Money can answer it. Without money, you cannot answer the questions your dream poses to you. So, the lack of money will kill your dream only the rich rules the poor the borrower hmm, is a servant to the lender Hmm. so you must make money in jesus name you didn't hear me you must make money in jesus name Fragility. Fragility. To be fragile. To be weak and not be strong. To be emotionally weak and not be strong. Proverbs 24 and the verse 10. If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? You are pursuing a dream. The least challenges you have, you are giving up. You are pursuing a dream. The least challenges that come your way. I won't even do it again. This one, I won't even try it again. You are fragile. Men and women who are fragile never realize their dreams. Fragility will kill your dream. Life is about strength. 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 You have to be strong. Strong and strong and strong and strong. One way to be very strong is to build your house on the rock. Even my Lord Jesus. So that the rains will come. The storms will come. They will beat against the house. The house will still be standing. When you are obedient to him and you walk in purity and holiness, that's one way to be strong. The source of my strength is my relationship with God. My relationship with God. I can withstand pressure. Pressure from all fronts. I can't withstand pressure. Life is not for the fragile and weak and excuse-giving people. And today my, my, my way is to... Number nine. Number nine. Flat-footedness. 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 Lacking the ability to think fast, act fast, and move fast. When you lack the ability to think fast, act fast, and move fast, they say you are a flat-footed person. A flat-footed person because you are too clumsy. You are too slow. And slowness will kill you. You are supposed to do last year. You procrastinated. It has entered this year. You are still procrastinating. What others do in one month? You in one year, you have not been able to do it. Why? Because you are flat-footed. You are slow in life. You have a touchy spirit. What others will do in one day, one week, you have excuses for not doing them. Hmm. If you lack the ability to think fast, act fast and move fast in life, You will always be late in life, and you will kill your dream. Ten. Feeble-mindedness, feeble-mindedness, thinking small and making ineffective decisions will also kill your dream. Small thinker, small seer, small everything. Small. Me for me, and for me, the problem with Ghanaians is we are so feeble-minded. 11, 11, 11, family, family, family can kill your dream. I'll tell you two reasons why family will kill your dream. But first, let me refer somewhere. First Samuel 17, the verses 26, 27, and 28, quickly. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistines? And removes this disgrace from Israel. Who is this. Uncircumcised. Philistine. That he should defy the armies. Of the living God. They repeated to him. What they had been saying. And told him. This is what will be done. For the man. Who kills him. When Eliab. David's older brother. Family. Family. Heard him speaking with the man, He burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how concited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. You hear this from big brothers all the time. You hear this from big brothers all the time. Big brother, big brother. David came around. David said, yup, You guys stay here wait this on second side. They talk yabu yabu. Wait, wait, wait till where the king go do give the one who go kill him. It was a young guy. Exuberance. Everything. Then they say, Charlie, if we kill this guy, eh, the king will give you his daughter for marriage. Then, you, you go eat for the king's table every day. David said, Show me to the king. I'll kill this guy. For this price, I'll kill this guy. Then David's brother heard David talking. He didn't even ask why he was talking. He came to him and said, "You, I know you have a wicked heart. You are conceited. You are crafty. You are this. Whom did you leave even the ship with? Your duty is to take off the ship, not to come. We are the soldiers. We have to fight. Here it is. David's brother only did that to protect David from getting killed early. Family kills your dream when they overprotect you. They love you. They care about you. They don't want to die before your time. So sometimes they will overprotect you. David's brother overprotected. When I was coming to start a church here, my big sister arranged for a friend of his for me to go and pastor with a friend. And said, ah, pastor, this and this has come from the UK. He's starting a church. Then at Qatar International Hotel, He says, I was spoken with him. He says, come and work with him. Because my best sister loves me and did not want to see me going through the hardship of starting a new church and struggling and not having money to eat. So she wanted in an attempt to overprotect me, wanted to cross me and ask me to go and work with somebody. Overprotection. Family will kill you when they want to overprotect you. Husbands will kill their wives' dreams when they overprotect them. And wives will kill their husbands' dreams when they overprotect them. Now the second way in which family kill people is enviousness. When there is competition in the family and they see someone rising in the family, they try to frustrate you and to kill you. Watch out. Let me be concluding now. Twelve. 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 The twelfth killer of a dream. Faithlessness. Faithlessness. When you don't have faith. When you don't have faith. Faithlessness. Faithlessness. Matthew 17 and the verse 20. He replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a master's seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible. If you are faithless, everything becomes impossible for you. Faith can move more mountains than money can move. If you are doing something, believing God for what you are doing. You can achieve everything, and you can do everything. I have come this far because of my faith in God. I've never doubted God's ability to fulfill his promise for my life. Never doubted it. Faith is being fully persuaded that God is able to fulfill every promise he has given you. And when you have that kind of faith, you don't, you don't, you don't cheat. You, you walk in purity. You walk in holiness. You walk on his word. You stay by his word. precept upon precepts. Line upon line. Are you understanding me? You've got to have faith in him. Obey his voice. And walk in his commands. And see you realizing your dreams. Thank you very much. And God bless you for joining me. I hope you were blessed by the message. Um, I'm excited. Please, if you did, um, get in touch with me. You can visit my website, www.ttaffair.com You can also send me a mail at pastor.ttaffair.com Or you can also go on Facebook and write on my wall. Just search for Gideon Ttaffair and write on my wall and let me just communicate with you. I try as much as possible to get back to almost everybody that writes on my wall on um, Facebook. So I'll try to get back to you. Shipford Chapel is located on the Sprinters Road. You get the unibank, ask anybody the basket bar stop or the unibank or the new MTN office which they are yet to open. And when you get there, ask anybody you are looking for Shipford. You will even see our our billboard there. Follow the the entire road beside this uncompleted story building where our billboard is located. And just follow that entire road and you will find shipfoot Chapel. You know what? I cannot also live without asking you to give your life to Jesus. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, please pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that if I confess my sins, you will forgive me my sins. Lord, today I confess my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And forgive me my sins. I thank you, Lord, for hearing me. In your name I have prayed. Amen. If we pray this prayer, I just want you to know you just got born again. So come to church. Amen. Thank you and God bless you. We're grateful for tuning in to the Pleasant Word broadcast with Bishop Gideon Titi Fair. Brought to you by The Pleasant Place, Shifo Chapel, The Church with Pleasant People. Find a pleasant place on the Spinters Road, Basket Bus Stop, near Unibank. Dial 0264-133-333. 0264-133-333. For more information, <laughs> Thank yeah. oh.